Hello, this is Shane from Fan the Flame Revival Network. Today, we're super excited to be sharing a uh, segment uh, titled uh, "What Revival Looks Like," and uh, I really the whole overarching theme of this podcast and these episodes is really uh, looking at people that have uh, been in the shoes that we want to fill. Um, I know for young, uh, for the younger generation, uh, for people who are passionate. For God, they want, they have a, a, a vision that God has given. Um, hopefully, this is going to be something that's going to encourage people to actually move forward in what they're called to do. So, um, really, this is going to be from one generation to the next. We're all the same generation, but from someone who's actually been there um, and uh, really, you know, seen the fruits of uh, just having faith in God even in the midst of trial. So, um, today I'm going to introduce to you all uh, Eve Johansson. And he is uh, from Denmark. He is, uh, he actually founded a Christian school, a Christian school called Gideon Skolen, right? I don't know how to pronounce that correctly, but yeah. Um, And uh, anyways, he has really pioneered something beautiful there. And uh, I'm really excited to be sharing uh, his story and his testimony with everything. So uh, stay tuned. Hello, Eve. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be talking to you about my life and what has happened over the many years I've been involved in Christian education and in Christian life. That's awesome. So, yeah, tell us tell us exactly what 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 you're talking about as far as the last last couple of decades. The last couple of decades. I've been the principal of a Christian school in Denmark called Gideon School. Um, it was established in 2000, uh, in 1997, and now we count 2018, so it's uh, 25 years. Wow. Wow. Um, I've been a teacher all my life since I was. 21 years of age, so it's more than 50 years I've been teaching in government school, in traditional Christian schools, and in individualized uh, schools. Uh, and the Gideon School is one of those schools. Maybe I should tell you that I've been happy with all the schools I've been involved in. It has meant a lot to me. Mm. I have always been pioneering new things, whether it was the government school, the traditional Christian school or this special individualized school as the Gideon school is. Um, so what we found is uh, we took the best of the experiences over the many years and combined that into that new school, which is the Gideon school. Wow, that's amazing. So I'm curious to know, so you're, you're in education, you've been in education for quite a long time. You've, you've been around the track. Um, one of the questions uh, for for people that are listening is, um, you know, starting off early at a young age, and you looking back, like, what advice would you give living, um, you know, living in a not necessarily in the church the whole time, but you've actually impacted uh, society and culture, you know, in a lot of different ways other than just through the church. What does it look like to live a revivalist lifestyle even in the midst of uh, 
circumstances where you know you can't just it, it just looks a lot different than just in the church um, it's a very complicated question to give a short answer on <laughs> um, I think you need to be accepted by people for the quality of life and the competence you have if you just brag about your Christian belief and you are loud speaking about uh, miracles and things like that, at least in a Danish setting, they will consider you weird. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so maybe it's it's not like something you can just blare on the loudspeakers about you know your faith because maybe maybe from what I'm hearing is uh, they don't have the same kind of context for the, those kind of things. So how do you really engage with people that don't... Yeah, how did you engage with people that don't really have that mind frame? We decided after some complications in the beginning when we began the school um, to let the result count more than the words. Mm. Um, you know, the Christian impact at a school has to be in all places, all over the place. Christ has to be first in everything. Mm. Um, but to prove that Christ is there, it means that life needs to be evident. So you have to work on the life side to make sure that people understand what it is to have a Christian school. And I'm thinking of that guy that was brought to Jesus, the paralyzed one, four men brought, brought him to Jesus and asked for his salvation. And Jesus looked mm. at him and said, uh, your sins are forgiven. He even asked the Pharisees, what do you think is the greatest thing to say? Uh, get up, take your bed and walk, or mm. your sins are forgiven. And he didn't wait for the answer. He just turned around and said to this guy, your sins are forgiven. Mm. That means that he proved something that was visible for people. They could see that he walked away. But the reality was that Jesus wanted to know that his sins were forgiven. Because when he asked that question, he gave that paralyzed man strength in his legs so he could do that. So to prove that a Christian school or a Christian impact in all aspects of life is valuable, you have to do what you're doing to the best of your ability. Mm. And for a school that counts, that we need to have the highest mark ever at that school. So people understand that it's not a pseudo thing, it's a real thing. Mm. And um, you have to prove that you are Christian by doing things people understand and see. Mm. So in a school setting, it means that we have to bring great knowledge, good fellowship, and strong um, strong attitudes in the children's lives, that mm. they have the, the ability to move on in life, and that they uh, find the way of living that God has ordained for them. Mm. When Jesus grew up, in Matthew 2.52, you read about him, that he grew up in statue, and in growth and in favor of God and man. And I see those three aspects very important for us. Mm. That we have the favor of God and the favor of man and the growth in statue. Mm. The growth in statue is a normal growth. And you've actually had a situation where you guys were ranked among the top. Is that correct? That's right. In 2010, 
the result of the students' work were nominated as number one in Denmark. We were the best school out of 1673 schools, and uh, we didn't even knew it when we started in that day in August when uh, the ranking was uh, finished. People called us. We had so many parents that came and said, have you read the newspaper? And I haven't read the newspaper. So we got hold of it and then uh, were interviewed for a new uh, newspaper articles and for the environment there. And it's like we have been quite good in many years. Number two, number five, number 20, number 200, number... Uh, one in 2010 and we exceeded the mark for the Danish government schools mm. extremely much um, we didn't brag about it we just were happy that God have blessed us mm. with that situation and we found a way to make that work so the following years we were quite close uh, amongst the top 10 or top 100 you know, a ranking at a school, it's like winning an Olympic game. <laughs> you have competitors close to you, and uh, maybe it's only fractions of hundreds that separate you from the best to being number 10 or 20 or 50. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not that we saw that as a goal by itself. But um, in one of the newspapers, they said that the ugly duckling became a beautiful swan. <laughs> and that was about our school. Wow. So uh, you didn't necessarily have um, the full backing and support of everybody in the country, right? Um, so maybe talk a little bit about that. What does it look like to be considered the ugly duckling in the beginning? And I've heard of other stories where, you know, even churches may maybe not have the same uh, perspective that you have moving forward. What does it look like to push forward with the vision you feel God has put on your heart in spite of everything around you. The Bible tells us we have to be ready to defense at all times. Mm -hmm. uh, defense doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong. The, the defense means that we need to give a thorough explanation of what we are doing and why we are doing what we are. And uh, uh, we need to do that in many circles because people had many odd and strange questions to us, even Christians. Mm. Um, so I need to be very well prepared and we had to do what we did uh, to a degree that people uh, were satisfied, maybe not in agreement, but they understood that we have thought through very well what we were doing at the school. Mm. So being prepared? Being prepared is one thing. And if you want to pursue Christ in your life, and be radically in your lifestyle, you have to be prepared. Kind of like the uh, story of the builder counting the cost for the tower, right? Yes, you can say so. Yeah. So, um, so that's a very strong thing. Being prepared. Don't expect people to applaud you because you are a Christian and you mm. had a good potential for something. And then you have to work on long-term goals because a lot of things have happened through uh, decades, but it pops up and it disappears again. Mm. And there are some trends and tendencies in the Christian life and church life as well uh, that has been popular in some seasons and then it has been 
changed to some other aspects over the years. So you need to have a constant um, part of your belief in Christ that is the fundament for, mm. for, for your life. But then you also have to be prepared to vary and to experiment and to do things that puzzles people around you. <laughs> so the next issue is to draw attention, to be prepared and to draw attention in mm. a positive way. So like you said, just just the excellence part in itself actually draws people to really start to ask questions because if it, it was actually for the sake of the, the, the high ranking that people were able to say that the ugly duckling became the swan. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. They didn't see in the beginning necessarily the fruit, but when they saw it, then they were able to actually make a, a more fair estimate and say, actually, this is this is something that's quite possibly good. Um, so I'm, I'm noticing a, a few themes. One of them is, is, is living your lifestyle with excellence. Um, number two is being prepared. Uh, number three is, is consistency amongst even like the, the, the winds and the waves, like the ups and downs, the mountaintops and the valleys. And uh, then number four is uh, venturing and creativity. Maybe talk a little bit about what that looks like for, for, for you and for maybe the believer as well. You know, we um, had the idea that we would like to be well-known in the society, the local society where we are staying. And we uh, want to be um, to play a part in the life around the school. Mm. Uh, visiting old age home, having the students to perform and sing for them. And um, every year, uh, close to Christmas, we go to a town hall. And then we have a presentation with the students singing and dancing and playing music and greeting people around them. We call it a living Christmas card. And mm. the mayor is one of our friends and he uh, uh, find that as a very excellent idea. So we have done that all the years where we have been with the school just now. And he tell us and when we had left the school, left the town hall after we have been there and done our presentation, the day is different for people at the town hall. Mm. They are happier, they are excited, they uh, want to do the work a better way, and we know that uh, it might last for a short while or it might be an inspiration mm -hmm. for them in a different term. Um, but that has been exciting to do mm. that. So instead of breaking about a school, we have been a part of the society. We have mingled wow. with people around us. Wow. And I'm, I bet that actually makes a huge impact just on the perception as well. Like, you it know, does. being the salt of the earth. Sure. Because people at the town hall have been inspired and sent their kids to our school. And mm. then they have talked in their circles about what has happened with their kids. Mm. So uh, that's an, the next part of it. It has to do with that we have uh, received students that is very important for us to see grow in stature and mm. in favor of man and God. So uh, if we fail in a student's life, that means a lot on the negative side. Uh, so we have to be very careful in our way of handling student and student problems mm. so that uh, we involve the parents in a way that uh, gives them 
security and satisfaction with our aspect of life in the school. Yeah, wow. So for for believers, you know, that are uh, quite younger, listening to all these things as far as uh, excellence and preparation, consistency and creativity, um, maybe let's talk about some things that are applicable, even though they don't have, even though we don't have like necessarily a school that we're running. Um, you've actually used a vehicle that has blessed the, the community around you. And, you know, from what it sounds like, it's um, when, when the school was focused on the community, um, that actually played a huge role in, in becoming the salt of the earth. It wasn't just excellence in academics, but it, all, it was also using your, your stature to serve. And so, um, yeah, what are some things that, you know, what are the principles, what are the values that that kind of lifestyle, I know you're a very generous man, so what, what kind of, uh, you know, um, lifestyle does it take to uh, become someone who's, who's really made an impact in their community like that? Even at an early age, just with, you know, whatever that looks like. Yes. Um, I think it's very important to be yourself. Mm. Um, to make your life and life shine not on an artificial way but in a transparent look through honest way I'm thinking of um, Jesus talking about the judgment of nations and he calls people forward it's the sheep and the goats and said that story and he talked to them and said when I was in prison you came and saw me when I was at the hospital mm. you, you visited me when I was hungry you gave me food and so forth and they didn't even realize that they've done that because when they asked Jesus and said when did we do this or that Jesus said what you have done unto one of those small ones of mine you have done unto me mm. so I see a group of nations and people that uh, live their Christian life as if they just breathe the air. Hmm. So it becomes a natural thing every day, uh, every situation that they are attentive uh, towards people around them and they uh, have the attitude that because I know Christ and He saved me and He gave me life, I'm uh, responsible to use that to impact other people and mm. always be helpful. So, and, and being helpful means not just a good word in a situation or encouragement. It means tangible thing. If you see a need, you act on that need because you believe in Christ. He gave you everything you mm. you can give back. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I, I think what you're saying is is that all of these things, it's not kind of the end in and of itself it's it's the fruit of a relationship of remaining and, and abiding in Christ and it just becomes natural that you produce these things it's not like you're having ulterior motives or something that's right so it's not a thing we set aside and and say every Thursday evening between 5 and 7 we are doing something special for people you're doing that 24-7 all days all mm. night, all years and it never stops because that's our deepest calling wow that's amazing. So what, what are some things that you could, uh, just some parting words that you might want to say to the listeners and um, anybody listening, just uh, uh, some encouragement or, or a prayer? What, 
what would you like to say as far as um, just in, in light of everything that we've shared and, and heard from you? I'll say that we all feel uh, inadequate. We feel that we don't have the capacity, we are not educated well enough, we don't have the mm. potential that's big enough. We find excuses on that level, and that's right, because we are incomplete in all aspects. But those who act on the word receives extra strength wow. that makes them able to do things. You know the story about the talents, the one who got ten and he used the ten of them, mm. and uh, he earned uh, results that was worthwhile looking at. And then we have the fearful one that dig the hole and hit that away. Um, uh, and we all have talents, 10, 5, 2. It's just a matter of using them. Hmm. So the, the point is do something. Don't be worried or feel uh, that you can't do anything because you are a legacy and you have legions behind you. Uh, the whole kingdom of heaven is supporting you in what you are doing and that should give you boldness to just try out and do something and then you realize that it bears fruit that is mm. wonderful wow thank you eve i appreciate you coming on this is amazing just you sharing your wisdom seasoned with many many years of faithfulness to the lord and and making such a big impact and in many people's lives. So thank you so much. Thank you yourself. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That was a really fun interview. I hope you guys enjoyed. Enjoyed. I know I did, especially um, just being able to hear from Eve about his experience in uh, uh, working in the education field and what that looks like as a Christian. Um, some things I want to take away from that, uh, that I took away, um, is obviously number one is that excellence is actually kind of a fruit of, of kingdom work and uh, it's it's actually okay to excel and succeed and um, I know for me sometimes I've been wondering you know like what is the value of this and stuff and he I think he really nailed it on the head it's that we actually uh, you know we're ambassadors we represent a king and and uh, so to to excel, to do right, is actually it really shows that we are blessed and that we are um, that we're you know faithful stewards of what we're given. And uh, you know, of course, at the very end when he talked about just do something, I think that resonates so well um, with me, and it should resonate with all of us that you know God gives us talents, and you know we're not fully complete, but if we learn to just treasure what God has given us, whether it's a little or a lot. The point is not how much you're given. The point of the whole message is what you did with it, what you did with what you're given. Um, so, yeah, Jesus, we pray um, that the things that you've given us would be uh, brought to light, that we would be able to value that, that we would become people that live, uh, live really just to abide in you. And through that, the fruit of that, is that uh, the nations will be touched and uh, that we can make an impact in the communities around us, but also, uh, number one, that, that we just become enamored by you. We, we draw to you and become like you, and, and we really know you 
we know you, not know about you, but know you truly as a father, as someone who cares, as someone who loves us, and as someone who's on mission um, to create uh, heaven on earth. And so, Lord, I pray for everyone listening that this would become an anthem for our lives. Um, so anyways, uh, thank you for listening. This is Shane from Fan the Flame Revival Network. If you want to follow us, you can at fantheflamerevivalnetwork.com. I know it's a mouthful, but uh, you can just look it up and find us there. Um, that's our website, but we also have an Instagram and Facebook. So definitely tune in and, and uh, join the community. We really um, are excited to uh, just pass on the, the fire and, and really want to believe in uh, for for people that are passionate for God to create a community that allows that passion to be stirred up and to be uh, fueled. So this is Shane. Have a great day. Bye-bye.